It's 2022, which means it's a renewal year and you need CEUs. 30 if you're in South Carolina, and three of those have to be on ethics, jurisprudence, and whatever else goes in that category. Look, the year's going by fast, and you can knock out all those requirements with a MedBridge subscription, and you can get 40% off with the discount code BETTERFASTERPOD. I have a friend named Shelly, and she's a little lazy. Her words, not mine. She hasn't done any Con Ed over the past year and a half until she got her subscription set up. And what she does is she just puts modules on her phone while she watches 90 Day Fiance. Great show, by the way. Is she learning anything? No. But is she getting the local governing bodies off her bat? Yes. Your subscription also includes NSCA credits, OCS certification prep courses, patient education, home exercise programs, EMR integration. There's tons and tons of resources. Again, use the discount code BETTERFASTERPOD to get 40% off your individual subscription. That's the best price that MedBridge offers, okay? Only the best for our listeners. Now enjoy the episode. Happy Monday, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Better Faster Podcast. Today, Brandon and I are changing it up a little bit. We're going to talk about acute care physical therapy. So this is a timely episode because I'm actually on an acute care rotation right now. So we talk a little bit about how my rotation is going, the things that I'm doing, a little more about what is acute care physical therapy and what are all the different areas you can specialize within acute care. And then we talk a little bit about the pros and cons of working in that setting. So it's a great episode. A lot of good info if you're a PT student or someone who just doesn't know much about this setting. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you could, if you haven't already, please go and subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. We greatly appreciate it. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. Welcome to the Better Faster Podcast. Today, Josh and I wanted to show a little love for our friends in the acute care world out there. And this one is timely because Josh is actually in the middle of his acute care rotation and he's somewhere out in the sticks in Greenwood, South Carolina. So I thought this would be a good opportunity to not only have Josh talk a little about what an acute care rotation is like in PT school, but also maybe use this opportunity to help to get rid of any mis misconceptions about what acute care PTs may or may not do. So Josh, how you doing this week, man? Do you feel like you're on a bit of a vacation being on a clinical and not having to study as much? Yeah, man. Um, I have to say being on clinical is great. Um, anytime you can be out and trying to implement the things that you've been you know, learning and studying in school, um, it's awesome. I love how our our PT program does it where your rotations are intermixed with classes and they structure the coursework to where it lines up with what rotation you're going on next. So this spring, we just went through um, neuro and an acute care course and geriatrics and cardiopalm. And you know, we're, we're, we're trying to like set everything up for this rotation, just like prior to last year when I was with you for ortho rotation, we had ortho and manual therapy you know, right before going on that rotation. So I love that our, our program structures is that way so that way right when we get on these rotations we can jump right in and we feel really confident and we can get to work right away um, there's still you know a huge learning curve there's nothing like actually being there and learning uh, and kind of seeing it firsthand uh, but I do feel like you know we were really well prepared going in um, and it, it's been great so far two weeks in um, another six weeks to go uh, so uh, shout out to my awesome two CIs I have two CIs Christy and Daphne they're awesome um, I'm, at, I'm in Greenwood at Self Regional, which is a really great hospital. Uh, to tell you the truth, uh, the it's not a huge hospital. I think it's a really great hospital with a great rehab, uh, you know, department um, between um, PTOT and speech. Um, great people, they do great work. Um, like you said, it is a pretty small town. Um, so my, the you know, what I see is not necessarily. Um, 
you know, anything like, I guess, crazy off the wall. Um, you know, it's a little different than I know some of my classmates um, and our, you know, our acute care professor, you know, sees people who are, you know, just had gunshot wounds or, um, you know, other things like that, like major traumas. I don't really get much of that, um, especially not this, you know, not yet. Um, mainly I'm seeing joint replacements, um, generalized weakness, people coming in with dehydration. Uh, uh, I get a lot of people post like vascular surgeries, that kind of thing. So um, it's a little different, um, but it's been fun so far, man. You get any wound care out there? So I have not yet. One of my CIs is a, a wound care specialist. Um, but um, fortunately or unfortunately, however you want to look at it, um, I'm not doing much of that. Um, for me, I'm going to say, you know, fortunately, um, I, it's not an area that I'm really interested in. I think it's, you know, we did have integumentary as a course um, before going on this. And I thought it was, you know, it was a really well done course. And I've gotten to do a little bit, mainly, you know, nothing really crazy to tell you the truth. Um, so I might do a little bit more of that. Um, but so far, not too much. Man, well, it sounds like your acute care rotation is going a lot better than mine did. We had to do wound care every day from 8 to 10. And I remember my first day of clinical, I was there maybe 30 minutes. And my CI just gave me a chart of this patient had a polyneedle cyst removal. And if you don't know what that is, it's basically a skin growth that grows right above the tailbone over the sacrum. And this patient was so big, you could put both fists in it. So not only did I have to clean and pack this thing, but I had to teach the patient support staff how to do it at home. I had no clue what I was doing, but I somehow pulled it off. Yeah, man. (laughs) Yours sounds a lot better than mine. Yeah, some people love wound care, man. And, um, you know, it's it's just something that, you know, doesn't necessarily appeal to me. And I'm glad that there are people that do really enjoy it and actually are passionate about that area of PT. It seems like it's not – that's an area of PT. Maybe that's not necessarily growing because, you know, there are so many like, you know, nurses that specialize in wound care and you have these wound care nurses that do most of it, but it is in our practice act. It is on boards. So we do go over it in school and at some rotations you will do it. I, I know I'll have to probably do a little bit of it. Um, but I am, I guess, fortunate just because it's not something I'm interested in that I don't have to do a lot of it right now. Yeah. And, you know, besides that part too, you know, I, I've been in the outpatient world so long and, and sometimes I feel like I live so close to the trees. I can't see the forest. Um, and I forget how much acute care PTs do and just how important their jobs are. I mean, some of the stuff you were talking about earlier about, you know, Casey Handler, that's, that's your acute care professor now, right? Right. Yep. She's awesome. She did she, such a great job. Yeah. She's outstanding. And her husband works for us by the way too. Um, <laughs> but I mean, gosh, there's, there's endless stats about, you know, how much money PT save hospitals, decreasing hospital stays, decreasing incident of life-threatening illnesses, stuff like that. I mean, is that stuff getting ingrained in y'all too on the rotation as well? Do y'all talk oh, yeah. about that in any means? Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, po- talking about the early mobility and all the things that, you know, like you said, not only from a financial standpoint, and, you know, it decreases, you know, the stay of the patients on average, which, of course, saves money, but you're also, you know, um, you know, preventing instances of pneumonia, uh, you know, there's, there's so many, you know, benefits to getting the patient up and moving as early as possible, um, you know, when it's indicated and when it's safe to do so. Um, and I think there is a big push from, uh, from, you know, not only, you know, PTs who realize this and the literatures that's backing it up, but also physicians are getting on board. And it seems like that's a huge part of what I do. Almost every patient that I walk in to see, my goal is to see, okay, you know, you know, what can they tolerate today, which a lot of times that is getting them up and getting them walking on day one. They may have had a knee replacement, a hip replacement, um, you know, a, something, you know, maybe they had an IM rod because they had a fractured femur. Again, I see a, a population that's a little bit older that um, that seems to be a lot of what I see. Um, but even they come in for, for something else, um, maybe they're, you know, dehydration, you know, weakness, uh, whatever it is, I'm, I'm still going to see if I can get them up and getting movement. 
um, you know, again, that's where you have to know things like, you know, your vitals, know like your lab values, know like, okay, is this person, am I safe to get this person up? Because it is so important for them to get up and to move. And a lot of times you get a lot of resistance. Um, not many people, you know, necessarily want to get up during that time, but um, it is so important to do it. And I think that, uh, you know, that's been driven home to us in our coursework and on this rotation. So that's a big part of what we're doing. I mean, that deconditioning happens so fast too. And the, in the, mm-hmm. the stat, like one week of bed rest equals twenty percent uh, reduction in overall muscular strength. Yeah, but there's yeah, That's, it's crazy how quick that happens. It's um, it's unbelievable how um, how fast that 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 deconditioning can occur. So if we can mitigate any of that by getting the person up, or even if they can't get up, doing some type of uh, you know exercise in the bed or something. You know, we just got to get movement occurring as much as we can. So. Um, that you're right. That it happens so fast, and you know, patients don't want to necessarily do it, but sometimes we got to make them do something that they don't want to do. Yeah, and and a lot of what you do in that setting too is it's not just the treatments that you implement, you know, in the, in the room and things like that too, but you also really have to be an advocate in that kind of setting. And you have to, as a PT in the acute care world, you have to make some really important decisions that can really alter the trajectory of the long term outcome and quality of life. So, for example, just the discharge mm-hmm. setting. What yep. your recommendation is. I mean, that is huge. I mean, if you, if you make a wrong decision there, you can really screw somebody over big way. Um, if you had a chance to do that yet, I mean, you've only been at like two weeks now, so I don't, well, I guess yeah. you, I mean, you have, I mean, because yeah. you're only seeing people for what, three days max? Yeah. Yeah. Rarely are we seeing them very long term. And the way our hospital is set up, I don't do much treatment. Um, I probably only do one or two treatment sessions a day. Most of what I'm doing is evaluations. Um, we, most of the treatments are carried out by PTAs and in, in kind of the model that the, that this hospital is kind of implemented. Um, and a big part of the evaluation is, uh, you know, uh, you know, kind of determining, okay, what was this person's prior level of function? You know, what is their, their, what was their living situation like before, you know, before they came in? Um, you know, what were they able to do? I mean, it's, you're asking questions on this, like for people who don't really know, is like you're asking them like, okay, how many steps or stairs does it take to get up into your house? Is your house all on one level? Um, your bathroom, is it a walk-in shower? Is it a tub shower combination? Do you have a shower chair or like a tub transfer bench? Are there rails in your shower? Um, when you were walking before, were you using a cane? Were you using a walker? How long could you walk before you need to take a break? Um, you know, did you have anybody that was looking after you? Um, you know, for some people, were you able to get dressed on your own? Were you able to, to um, you know, bathe yourself on your own? You're trying to determine, okay, where was this person prior to them coming in to see me? And then I've got to determine, okay, based on all this stuff I'm gathering, where is this person going to be going next? Or am I going to be able to, you know, to get them home uh, and that home with PT coming to them is at home with them going to PT. Do they need to go to a nurse, uh, you know, a skilled nursing facility or nursing home rehab? Is it something that they really benefit from a short-term rehab where they're getting three hours of therapy a day? And then I got to help determine, do okay, do they have all the equipment they need? Do they need a walker? Do they need a cane? Do they need a, uh, a shower chair? Uh, you're kind of, you know, you're like you said, you're advocating for this patient because you want to you know, ensure that you are setting them up for success to get them back as close to their prior level of function as you can. Um, and a lot of times, you know, that, um, that involves, um, working with other disciplines. So I'm lucky enough that I've gotten to, you know, co-treat and co-eval with, you know, OT a lot. Um, and, you know, so, cause they play a huge role in this as well. Um, but also with the case managers and, you know, you're, you're talking with them to determine, okay, how can we best set this patient up for success once they're, uh, they're no longer with us because they're not going to be in the hospital very long. Uh, you know, that's one part that's either a pro or a con, depending on how you look at it. Um, me personally, I like really getting to know the patient and getting to work with them, you know, for a longer period of time, if I can, and kind of see them through, um, but that's not really how this setting is set up. You're going to, again, especially if you're me where you're just evaluating, uh, you know, evaluating the patient most of the time, you're kind of, you know, this is your one instance to really help this person. 
And so you've got to figure out, okay, what can I do to, to make sure this person is set up for success? Even if it is not sending them back home and they came from home, if they really need something else, you have to be okay with that. And, and it takes, you know, talking to case management and everything like that and to make sure that you're setting that person up. So that way when they're done with you, um, they're going to be able to continue on and have a good quality of life. Yeah, absolutely. And I just wanted to piggyback a little about what you're saying about some of the questions that you have to ask, the details you get into, the simple things about how many steps you have to get into your house. Believe it or not, that stuff is actually really important in the outpatient setting as well, too. Um, mm-hmm. You don't want to miss those details. That's stuff you're going to actually be having to train people for whenever they come to see you as well. And, um, you know, a lot of our listeners work with a lot of high level athletes, um, some PTs that are thinking about doing the trendy thing and opening up a clinic in a CrossFit box and things like that. And what you have to realize is that, you know, at first, a lot of your clientele might be those young high level athletes, but you're going to do such a good job with them that they're also going to send their mom and their grandma to you. And you're going to have to be prepared to be able to, you know, know what's going on with them as well too. So this stuff is really important to pay attention to when you're acute care settings, there is a lot of transfer over to um, outpatients as well too. And so the other thing I want to ask about is uh, you, you touched on teamwork a little bit. So the multidisciplinary team, what's that been like? Do you feel like PTs are getting enough respect in the hospital you're in? Cause I've, I've, I've actually seen it both ways. I actually had a little bit of experience working in acute care after I graduated as well. Yeah. Um, to tell you the truth, I think it's great. Um, the dynamic itself has been awesome. Um, so between of course the rehab department, PTOT and speech, um, you know, we're so intermingled and we're seeing the same patients a lot of times the same day or even at the same time. Um, but like I mentioned, like a lot of times if I can coordinate with OT, um, to at least about evaluate that patient, um, that really helps because then they're not having to answer a lot of the same questions twice. They're, you know, they're, if they're either not having to get up and, and walk around more than once in that day, if they're really, you know, a patient that's really low level and this is the first time them out of the bed, you know, you know, the first time they get out of the bed, they're not going to necessarily want to get up a second time. If OT's already seen them, that makes my job even harder if they've, if, you know, if I'm coming into eval later in the day. Um, so you're, you're working together with them. And, the, and of course the team is really close and, and everybody really works well together. And they've got a great group of PTAs that do a wonderful job, but really in the hospital itself, there seems to be um, this really great dynamic between PT or the rehab team, between nursing and between the physicians. It seems like um, for the most part, everybody um, is really on the same page. Um, and I, I give that to the credit to the people that work there. I know that's probably not the case everywhere, um, but I know for me, I'm talking with nursing every single day, every patient. Um, nursing probably gets annoyed with how much I ask them because I want to make sure I'm on the same page with them. Um, so that way I'm not doing anything that surprises them. They're not doing anything that surprises me. We're on the same page. I want to make sure I coordinate with them on when they're giving medicine to the patient, when the patient has something scheduled, all that kind of thing. I'm talking with, you know, we're, we're, we're really, I'm making sure that that relationship is going really well. So, and nur- you know, between nursing and PT, it seems to be going really well. Um, and I think the physicians really value the PT at um at this hospital uh i think it's great we go on you know uh, you know there's um, you know every week there are these rounds where it's actually like you know not just nursing and pt but you got nursing pt ot and a physician and you're going around the, the ortho floor to different patients and you're raising questions to the physician they're raising questions to us and it's going back and forth and you're giving your input and it's it's um a pretty great dynamic so um at least in this hospital at this experience it seems like pt in this setting is valued no, that's outstanding, man. I'm glad you're having that good experience because that's only going to benefit the patient at the end of the day to make sure everybody's working along really well. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I've actually, I've actually been in a setting before where the PTs were basically seen as a transport service. So there was a misconception that all the PTs did was just get the patients out of the bed and walk them and put them in the chair and that kind of thing. So, you know, you get calls from nursing staff you know, maybe three hours later to a patient saying, Hey, I need you to come get this person out of the bed when the patient was 
it was determined that patient was completely independent and able to ambulate and get up and walk by themselves and that kind of thing too. Um, so there's some back and forth and that's probably facility dependent. Um, so I'm glad you're having a good experience there, but Mm -hmm. I've actually seen that before too. So I, I didn't know if you wanted to touch on any misconceptions or things that sometimes get said about acute care PTs just to make sure we're kind of, you know, playing devil's advocate here. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I, I've heard that rumor too, that that whole uh, PTs are a transport service. Um, for us, it hasn't been that way. And a lot of times if I, if I get somebody up and I move into the chair and I know they will require assistance or if it is somebody that's a two-person assist because um, you will run into that, um, you know, I'll volunteer coming back up and helping. You know, I'll tell the nurse that's on, you know, on, you know working that has that patient that day, um, you know, hey, if you need help later, move, you know, moving this person, you know, call me and I'll see if I can come up and help, you know, because then if you're creating that, that, uh, that good relationship with them, it's only, again, like you said, going to benefit the patient, um, but it's also going to help you out whenever you have to deal with, work with that nurse, like further with future patients, man. Um, you know, and so I'm, I'm always trying to do that, but yeah, you're right. That is a common, a misconception of like PT in the hospital or acute care PT. All you do is you kind of get the person up and you get them over in the chair, but I think it's a little bit more in depth. And I think a lot of it is what we already touched on. Um, it's knowing, you know, one really knowing when it's appropriate to do those things with that patient. Um, you have to really, um, kind of have a great knowledge of, you know, anatomy and physiology and know a, a great deal of cardiopalm. If you're working on, you know, with neuro patients, which is something I haven't done a lot, you, you have to know, uh, when it's appropriate to do certain things with a patient. That's your, your number one thing. I think that that gets undervalued is the clinical judgment there. And a lot of that is just with my experience on the ortho floor. So as you mentioned, Brian, PTs, you know, do a lot more than just ortho in the hospital. Um, and we can touch a little bit on that, on how, um, you know, the role of PT in different areas within the acute care setting. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I, I know that, and of course, every hospital is different, but there are PTs that just deal with cardio patients. So, you know, everybody that they see might have congestive heart failure, some kind of coronary artery disease, just things in that realm. Uh, you also have neuro, like, which can be very extensive. A lot of times we just think about strokes, but there's PTs that work with people that have had brain tumor resections. Um, you know, in the children's hospital, kids that have seizures and had, you know, literally half of their brain removed to treat that. Um, you know, all the diseases like MS, Parkinson's, spinal cord injuries, a whole different beast in and of itself oncology, right? That's, that's such an important growing section yeah. of the field. We're seeing a lot of good research coming out of that recently, just about PT's role in the management of the cancer related fatigue. And, and, and that's huge. You know, I have um, a good friend that's going through chemotherapy right now and just kind of watching her and how she's dealing with that. I mean, it's, it's life altering. So, um, you know, that's a really big deal. And then the emergency department, right? Emergency room. I mean, that's, that's mm-hmm. anything and everything. You mentioned it earlier, gunshot wounds, you know, stabbings, motor vehicle accidents. I mean, whatever. So, you know, PTs play a big role and you got to, you know, you're, you're actually going to get an opportunity to use the stuff that you learned in school and give variety depending. So, um, again, it's not just getting patients out of the bed and walking them around. Yep. And that's something too, that if you really have an interest in any of those areas, um, there is availability with that. You know, there, you know, our hospital, the way it's set up is, um, you know, there are ortho floors. There's a floor that's mainly um, neuro and, and spinal cord injuries. Of course, you have the ICU and the, the cardiac ICU as well. You have a peds area. Like there are, you know, different floors within it. And our PTs do kind of rotate through to different floors. So, you know, right now, yes, I am more ortho. But next, uh, I believe it's, you know, 
uh, maybe next week, um, I start moving up and I'll do more on kind of that, the neurospinal cord, uh, you know, injury floor. So, um, you know, you can, if you really want to, in some of these places, um, like you mentioned, Casey Handlery really works with, uh, you know, trauma and ICU. That's what, that's her specialty and she crushes it in that area. So, you know, that's something too. It's like, you know, within ortho, um, we talk about specialized, specializing all the time or, or in outpatient, I should say, we talk about specializing all the time, but even within inpatient and acute care, you can actually specialize within that too, as well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So tons of opportunity there. So one of the other pros I wanted to make sure we touched on was the financial aspects of being an acute care mm-hmm. PT. So it pays well. And the reason yeah. for that is because hospitals get reimbursed a lot more than we do in the outpatient world. So if you decide to do acute care physical therapy, you can make pretty good money. And even doing PRN, actually, that that, that means as needed, kind of working hourly. Sorry having trouble syllables here. Um, I actually had experience with that and that was really crucial when I opened up my first business. You know, I remember when I was in PT school, I told myself I would never do acute care PT. That was like actually, you know, after my first day on the clinical rotation, cleaning out that guy's system. <laughs> yep. uh, but I, you know, I was, I was, I said, this wasn't for me, but sure enough, two and a half years later, when I opened up my first business, I actually got an opportunity to work PRN at a hospital right down the street from my office, which was literally a two minute drive. And I remember for like the first three months opening up my business, I treat patients from like five to nine, I'd be able to, I'd run to the hospital and knock out a few evals, grab lunch, head back over to my office in the afternoon. So it was a really great way to have a financial safety net. And really during that time, I was, I was making more money than my first full-time job. So, you know, lesson there is never say never. Um, the other thing too, is a lot of these hospitals are nonprofits. So, um, that means that they are eligible for the, you know, public student loan forgiveness program, which is like you, I think you pay 10% of your discretionary income towards your loans. And after 10 years, it gets forgiven. Having said that, though, I think Trump might be getting rid of that soon. Right. So yeah. don't don't quote me on that. But I know historically that has been a good opportunity. So a lot of flexibility. The pay is good, and that's just one of the beauties of our profession. Is you know right now the no matter what you decide to do, the job market is so good right now. You can work in any kind of setting, any city, any state you want to, and you're going to be able to find a job. Yeah, no, I think you hit the nail on the head. A lot of those pros. We, I mean, we have a uh, a PT uh, in the, this team, and there are there are six PTs, I believe. Um, kind of in the in the rehab department, six PTs, two OTs, um, a CODA, and um, three or four PTAs, I believe, and then like two speech and one speech assistant. I think um, so. It's not a very a huge department, um, but one of the PTs only works Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. That's the schedule she wants. I believe she has children, and that's just what works best for her schedule. Um, and uh, you know that's great, and that opportunity is there. And I have plenty of friends that are recent PT grads that that you know, work full time outpatient during the week and they work PRN on the weekends, as you mentioned, because it's a great rate and it's a, uh, a way to help start paying back some of the student loans a little bit easier um, or a little bit more quickly. Uh, so I think there are definitely pros there. And additionally, at least for me, it's pretty low stress environment um, to tell you the truth, uh, at least in this setting, uh, you know, it, you know, observing the PTs that are working in this setting and, and my, you know, myself now being in it a little bit, um, is it, it, it's pretty low stress. It's fun. They keep it light. They keep it interesting. You're always seeing new patients, uh, you know, coming in and out, you know, again, because they have the short stays, especially if you're just doing evals. So you're, you're getting to see new people all the time, new situations. It keeps it fresh. Um, the people are great. Uh, you know, the workload isn't crazy. Um, you're not trying to do, you know, 15 evals in a day. You know, it's like, it's not, it's not anything crazy. Um, so uh, for me, I've really enjoyed it. Um, and I can see why it draws people to it. What do you think, man? You going to do a cute care if you graduate? Um, 
Now, my passion uh, lies in, in the outpatient world. Um, I will never say never, uh, like you mentioned, and say a PRN role. Um, I do not ever see myself being a full-time acute care PT. Uh, but again, I never say never. I, I'm much more, you know, for me, more passionate about outpatient, um, maybe some slightly higher performers uh, in which I can kind of utilize a lot of that strength conditioning background um, and kind of get into, uh, you know, a little bit more of the advanced stuff because that stuff really interests me. Um, not, you know, again, PTs in the acute care environment are so important as well, but I know Mm -hmm. I'd probably be happier working uh, in the area I'm a little more passionate about. Uh, so I, you know, like you said, I'm, you know, you know, graduating from school, maybe didn't think you were ever going to, uh, but you know, you never know. It could come in and happen. I'm glad that I'm having this experience. Um, so I kind of would know a little bit of what to expect, but I, I see myself being an outpatient going forward. Yeah, man, it's, uh, I think, I don't think you're going to be able to fit a barbell in a hospital room very well. Yeah. So yeah, I can't, I can't see you doing a Q care either. <laughs> yeah, it'd be, that would be interesting. I've already asked like, you know, like wondering like, you know, there's, there's not, there is a gym in the hospital on the first floor that, that patients will come down to, to do a lot of their, um, their sessions, but, um, there's not a, not a lot of equipment, um, and, and not the equipment I'm used to, I should say. So, uh, for me, I think I'm going to need to be somewhere where I can uh, load up the patients a little bit more, get the barbell out when needed, that kind of thing. Absolutely. <laughs> well, all of our cute care friends listening out there, thanks for all you do. We've yes, got a ton of respect you. for it. Yeah, thanks. And um, if you haven't already, head on over to iTunes or Google Play and subscribe to the podcast. And you can find Josh at, at JoshJeffrey5 or at CPT underscore strength. You can find me at, at BVThePT or VertexPT.com. Hope you all have a great week and we'll be back next Monday. This episode is brought to you by Vertex PT Specialist. One patient per doctor physical therapy per hour. Guaranteed. The best physical therapy ever. Check us out at vertexpt.com or on the gram at vertexpt.